High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. I'm excited about this one. A lot to talk about today. Some pleasant surprises when it comes to the cast and appearances here. But before that, welcome to High School Slumber Party, everyone. And welcome to our wonderful little vacation home here on San Emilio Island, USA. Kyle, and thank you for joining me once again. Yeah, you all, you, you kind of just dragged me off of the beach. So, well, yeah, I was passed out and I just woke up inside. I think you did it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I dragged you from your surfboard, just yeah. pulled you along, slid you down a hill, and got you back into our home. Thank God. I've... Just like they did to create the line in this movie, right? With, I don't know any other names anymore. There's just too many beach <laughs> names. I've met too many of my own beach people. <laughs> of course, today we're talking Muscle Beach Party. We're continuing our beach summer. But before that, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. And while you're there, leave High School Slumber Party a pleasant review or a five-star rating. And of course, your show, Foodie Films, Kyle, and our show, PSL of Hoffman, and this show are all part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me. And you can find the archive of High School Slumber Party there if you want to catch up on your homework, if you're going to be confused and be like, what are these guys talking about? Who the hell is Frankie and Dee Dee? Listen to our Beach Party episode, of course, <laughs> because this is a sequel, Muscle Beach Party. And yeah, I can't wait to talk about this one because, I mean, there were certain things here that were a pleasant surprise. I knew nothing about Muscle Beach Party. What did you know about Muscle Beach Party, Kyle? Uh, that it was a sequel to Beach Party. That is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, which, which I learned after watching Beach Party. So <laughs> all new, all new things. I'll I'll just come out and say that I think it's a uh, it's a step up from the original. Yeah, you know I agree with you. I don't know if we've just been indoctrinated into beach party movies, even after watching Gidget and stuff. But I'm kind of into it now. I thought this was gonna be terrible, and maybe it will be for some people. But just watching it, I was like, you know what? Towards the end, I'm kind of having fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just has. I think it has a bit more of a story to it kind of than the first one like 
it's not like I'm calling this movie good or like comparing it to just your like like any movie out there. But in this <laughs> in this world of these beach party movies, uh, surf and shit, as my dad would say, <laughs> I think it's in between like the first one and Gidget as far as the three that we've talked about. And, you know, in the little bit of notes like just to elevate the original one that I said story wise, like why the professor or whatever, you know, would be there, you know, studying them and all just like little things like that. I think it was a bit more thought out a little bit more in this one, but in the end it's just like ends up being silly and like you're hinting at some welcomed comedic presence. I mean, two, two people that I love in a, in a comedic world. So for sure, for sure. And if you want to hear all about the history of surf movies and beach party movies, definitely listen to our two previous episodes of, that we did together, which was the original Beach Party and Gidget. But this picks up somewhat where the last Beach Party left off. But you're so right, Kyle. They got a hit with Beach Party and they're like, let's make a lot more of these and let's see what worked about the first one. Let's keep those elements, maybe take away some of the things that didn't work about the first one, and keep churning these things out. And Muscle Beach Party is actually the direct sequel to Beach Party. There is relations. We'll get later Beach Party movies that are like pseudo-sequels. We probably won't cover Well, kind of like, I mean, you, you've covered some in the American Pie sense. There's... For sure, but the, I think last time we discussed, there's even like a, like a sergeant deadhead or private deadhead, and it, it's Frankie Avalon playing deadhead, deadhead yeah, so it's yeah. like... You know, things get weird later, and I don't think this is as weird from what I understand. Like, there's still enough connections to the first one. See the see the beach party multiverse is doing what what before Marvel did with this what if series. (laughs) It is you know what if what if Frankie was Deadhead instead of instead of (laughs) T'Challa was was Star Lord. You know. So the last one was 63. This is 64. You know, like I said, they're just churning these out. So let me read you the back of the DVD if you're not familiar with Muscle Beach Party, which I wouldn't be surprised if you were not familiar with Muscle Beach Party. But here goes. Also, I'm Kyle Reinfried from Northern Valley Regional High School at Ultapan, class of 05, go Golden Knights. Well, I haven't been introducing you. I haven't <laughs> oh, been okay. introducing Sorry. you. Sorry. You can edit that out. I <laughs> know you can put it, you can keep it in. If you, I know you're a little loopy, but you're you're the co-host of these beach movies. I feel like they know you at this point. All right, sorry. I was just yeah. <laughs> I know in the past, all of a sudden, I've reminded you like I didn't say that part. We're like, oh man. So it, it's the summer. We're it's chilling. Just, yeah, exactly. We're, we're not in the classroom right now, or the whatever weird universe this this show exists. But I, I figure you're just Kyle Reinfried of San Emilio Island, USA, right now. I don't have a cool beach name. Damn. Well, you'll you'll have to earn one or things. Sure. Maybe true. maybe little Kyle Reinfried. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Here's the back of the DVD. Frankie Avalon and Annette Finicello star in Muscle Beach Party as fun-loving surfer Frankie and and Beach Bunny Dee Dee. Now, what did they call her mostly in the other movie? They they called her Dee Dee, but it was. Her full name more. Yeah. I forgot what it was. I'll look it up while you continue. Okay, so obviously something with a D. But <laughs> the pair is ready to surf some waves, soak up some sun, and dance the day away. But when their favorite beach spot is overrun by a group of bodybuilders and their obnoxious trainer, Jack Fanny, it seems unlikely that fun in the sun is on the menu. And with a newly arrived Julie, a spoiled rich contessa that has her sights set on having Frankie all for herself... It's a battle on the beach for Frankie, Dee Dee, and the gang. 
So Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, they they say Dolores a lot more in the first one than Dee Dee. Yeah, that's a boner kill of a name. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to your Dolores listeners. I don't know. <laughs> nope. She's just Dee Dee from now on, which is great. And yeah, it says it there. Frankie and Dee Dee are back. Frankie Avalon and Nat Funicello. They're our cornerstone of the Beach Party universe, at least for now. Um, we don't need to go into them in depth because I felt like we really did in Beach Party. But of course, Frankie Avalon, Teen Heartthrob, Annette Funicello, former Mouseketeer, all grown up and about to make a ton of these movies together. And there are, there are teens, right? Teens, I use in quotation marks. I don't know if you caught in the song, but they're on Easter break this time. So. Oh, really? No, I didn't catch that. That's funny. Yeah, so it's not necessarily, how can I put it? A lot of places say, oh, another summer movie. I guess it's California, so it's like always summer, you know? Yeah, (laughs) man. But there's a throwaway line in the song of like Easter break or something along those lines. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) I mean, I like Wait, is this an Easter movie then? (laughs) I guess. In the holiday, you know, realm of movies. (laughs) I'll from now on watch this at Easter time. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about in regards to the cast, though. So let's just go through the list I have here. Luciana Paluzzi. She plays the Contessa Juliana, or Julie. Um, she's actually a Bond girl. She played Fiona Volpe from the film Thunderball. Is that interesting? Yeah, yeah. That was I, I kind of was curious about her, too, and that's why I saw that, like, it said that was what she was at least to Americans most known for. Three Italians in the lead, huh? Oh, well, that, you know, they were trying to make an ethnic movie, so... <laughs> You know what? And also, it's an Easter movie. The the thing that the Ro- the Romans played a part in all that. So yes, exactly. Yes, it's like the Last Temptation of Christ. Exactly. That's all. <laughs> a lot of a, uh, and we'll get into it, a lot of a uh, fun little anti-Italianness in this film. I just caught one. I can't wait to hear more. No, there was like a, a pasta thing. They call them pizza. Oh, I'm, I'm curious to hear what yours were. But Annette, or sorry, Didi, I should say. Throws a couple food-related. You're the foodie films man. The one I caught late in the movie was, and it wasn't from her, it was from another girl calling, uh, saying, that piece of pizza? (laughs) Yeah, that was one. That was great. Annette Annette gives a pasta line. She's also throwing things like, uh, I forgot, there's a famous Italian opera singer that she... Refers to the girl as... Pavarotti? Not, no. (laughs) Famous Italian opera singer. Caruso, Caruso. A lot of, like, deep-cut Italian things, which was interesting. But I think it's funny, because she's obviously Italian. Frankie Avalon's Italian, so... I don't know. Everyone, Everyone's, I think, in on the joke there. The two comedians, if you will, who I think you were referring to, are legends. And I had no idea they were in this movie, or in Beach Party movies in general. Let's start with Jack Fanny, who's the workout coach for the Muscle Bound Men. Yep. Don Rickles. Don fucking rickles how awesome was this and he looks the same as he did you know the day he died what a what a what a turtle of a human being (laughs) (laughs) thank god he was a hilarious man because he is not a looker 
And like the older he got, you know, I guess with some more flaps of skin, it made him look a little look a little bit better. This one is like, it's not like he's got a big head, but his neck is as big as his head. So, oh my god, I think this is the youngest I had ever like seen him. So it was just a very, <laughs> I don't know, very interesting looking person. And he was still kind of old at this point, right? Like, let's see, he was born in 1926, 36, 46, 56. This is like 42. Yeah, 40, 44. And I don't know, <laughs> he he ended up looking the same for years. I mean, where did you first catch wind, I guess, of Don Rickles? I'd have to say that probably the first thing I ever, like, experienced him in was Toy Story, if I was going to Oh, it. true. For sure, Mr. I mean, Potato Head. I'd, ha- I'd have to... Yeah, I always... Uh, wait, no, it's not a line of his, actually. I was about to screw myself over. But uh, what? why am I... Uh, oh, help me out here. Ratzenberger, Cheers, right? Plays the pig. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Ham. Yeah. Yeah. And Ham. Yeah. And he's like, way to go, Idaho. So not a, not a, <laughs> not a Rickles line, but I always love that. I always think of Don Rickles. Way but he's more. referring to him. Yes. Exactly, uh, yeah. Don Rickles also Casino. You know, well, yeah, that was the yeah, first no, thing exactly. you saw him in. Late, but... Yeah. Late, yeah. Later on that. And then, I mean, all the, just, just last week at most two weeks ago, I was just watching tons of him on Carson or the uh, Dean Martin like roasts and everything like that. So oh yeah, he's I great love in that. that. I know we both love Dangerfield, like that era of comedy. For sure, like the lounge yeah. acts of that age are awesome. What was what was awesome? What what was his? Uh, what was Don Rickles? Was Mister? Not Mister. Mister. Not not like Mr. Nice, not Mr. Pleasant, Mr. Oh, oh he does have a great nickname like that. Don Let me see. Rickles. Oh, you're looking Mr. up. Mr. Warmth? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's Mr. Warmth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. And you mentioned, so you, you, you say Lounge Axe and this next guy that we're referring about. He is the epitome of that. And that's even I went into a whole whole of like you know reading about him after uh watching him in this and uh yeah he's one of your favorites as well but quickly i I put in don rickles nickname in google and i got the merchant of venom which i've never heard of it's amazing (laughs) he loved picking on italians (laughs) man after my own heart but of course you were talking about the other famous comedian of that generation lounge jack awesome voice and someone who i think you know we recognize from our childhood as well and that's buddy hackett yeah buddy How- hackett it's like <laughs> fucking brooklyn <laughs> you got don rickles from queens buddy hackett from brooklyn a couple of new york comedians yeah making it just big. out on the west coast just fantastic and he plays sz mats he's he's the contessa's business manager yeah but even it was weird in the in the closing credits he's not even it, he doesn't have a name. It just says the like the rich woman's assistant or something like that. <laughs> it's something stupid like that. I was like, oh okay, but yeah, no, I didn't even I didn't even catch. You know, I was watching the opening credits of this movie. I'm like Don Rickles, and then I guess in my excitement and like fog over my mind in that whole excitement, I missed Buddy Hackett. And all of a sudden, when they, you know, the second third scene of the movie when they're on this boat. And I just hear this voice because I think I was just like looking down. I'm like, what? And it's fucking Buddy Hackett. I mean, guy is a a legend. The fact that they get two of the dirtiest comedians of that time. (laughs) Buddy Hackett is truly, he is a, he's, he's, he's a foul mouth. Like the guy used to get like sued by like people watching his acts. (laughs) 
awesome. Just like, you know, so like not, you you weren't getting their, that their stage stick in this movie, but, uh, but there's still a, a welcome addition to this now franchise. For sure. And, uh, we're, I guess I'm assuming Little Mermaid first time you, you heard of Buddy Hackett. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely Little Mermaid, and then uh, Scuttle. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and now it's gonna uh, Scuttle's gonna be played by uh, our generation's Buddy Hackett, Aquafina. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, I like Aquafina, but yeah, no, that's... I'm not. I'm the, I just wanted to do a really <laughs> shitty, uh, you know, I don't know, association. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, Buddy Hackett, just legend. Yeah, on oh, the Music Man, that's what I—that's what I was thinking. The Music Man, the Love Bug is probably the first time I saw him, not like as an actor, not as a yeah, voice, probably the is... Love Bug actually before the Music Man for me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Like I think that's a Disney movie, so it's like he—he <laughs> he was in both worlds, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, just just great. Like they upped the ante here. I mean, maybe. Maybe we're the crazy ones and we just didn't know those actors from a year before this. But now they have timeless actors and muscle beach party compared to beach party. Yeah. And then, I mean, getting to the biggest name of this movie is a timeless, a, 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 I mean, a living legend, living god of just American culture and his debut. Maury Amsterdam. I'm kidding. He was in the last one. <laughs> he was in the last one. Yes, so Dick Dale, of course, is, you know, once again in this as, like, the surf band leader. And if you notice, Dick Dale, a lot more lines this time. Yeah, a lot more lines this time. Uh, Like, I feel like seen even earlier in the movie, they have a whole, like, band playing in the car, like, in the opening scene together. I even just like looking ahead to future movies. I just saw like stills, and it it looks like like the entrance the the like the movies all begin with like driving to the beach, which makes sense. That's fine, but like the vehicles keep getting like bigger and bigger, and just made me think of Road Warrior. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. But you're right, Kyle. Little Stevie Wonder. Obviously, I know your love for Stevie Wonder, but why don't you tell the slumbers out there how much you love Stevie Wonder? Uh, I mean, he's, he's arguably my favorite musician. Like I still say my favorite band of all time is Queen. And so, I mean, and I lo- because of that, I love Freddie Mercury, but um, even though, even though the film, ruined well, no, the, you know, the film really did like put me back and like turn me off, like off. Like obviously it's not, should have nothing to do with their music. I mean, it can make me like Brian May and Roger Taylor a little less because they're involved in the movie. But anyway, <laughs> But Stevie Wonder, I mean, I've gotten to see him twice. He's just one of the most magical human beings. And just, like, his career is just ridiculous. I mean, so I think we looked it up. I can, Now I can't remember if we were just talking about between episodes. But point being, when this came out, I think he was 14 years old. You know, something like that. His career started when he was, like, 13. So, I mean, just the career that he's had and the amount of albums and just, like, some of the craziest albums of all time and influential albums and just uh, just one of the, I don't know, just living legend, living God, just inspiration to so many. And I mean, his music will live on forever. And it was kind of just, it was cool. I guess probably the earliest thing I ever saw him in was, you know, he was, uh, and it's even on like, I think a best of album I have of him. But, uh, he, you know, he was on Ed Sullivan and it's just like a classic, clip where you know it's like everybody say yeah 
and it's just like you just hear the youth like in his voice but seeing him in this movie although he does not look 14 he's got this he's got the head of like a 40 year old <laughs> and like he's little stevie wonder yeah right? little like yeah, his body is tiny he's got these long arms and just like reaching in i love him reaching in for the harmonica and just like shoving it back in the pocket and then just clapping again and doing this really weird like swaying of the arms dance i don't know it was, i was just and then i was really excited and then he just like disappears from stage yeah but we he's uh did you watch the credits because he's in the credits yes yes i did watch the credits no but they would do this right like beach party movies would debut up-and-coming musicians especially like later down the line and they would just have a little cameo like this right dick dale kind of was like that last time um a couple notes though on little stevie wonder well we had discovered this while doing research for beach party and i was excited to see him in this i think he might come back for another beach party movie i have to do my research i think he's in the next one when they're looking up for yeah Yeah, right yeah Yeah. so so we'll figure that out and see but he's actually a teenager in this so while there's other people who aren't teenagers playing teenagers you're right kyle he's actually a teenager yeah we get get a teenager and an african-american that's a great we're on the bingo board right now yeah like the only (laughs) black character i think we've seen in both the films now and it was awesome he was great he really uh that song he sang was awesome what was it i wrote it down um Happy Street or Happy something Street. like that? Happy Street, yep. Happy Street. Now, children of the surf, do you think there are seven wonders of the world? Well, here's the eighth. Little Stevie Wonder. Everybody come on, yeah, yeah. Clap your hands, <laughs> yeah. little hallelujah in it great i thought it was so good so catchy so awesome so happy they included him for sure and that our fears didn't come to you know fruition in the sense of like someone making no pun intended an off-color remark yeah yeah like that was my fear that was just like wow it's great that we have uh, like a negro like i don't know (laughs) something really bad like that that's not even you know i mean for the times that would have been that bad but just it's, these movies are still surprising me in little ways that they're not as like not i think this one was a bit more a little more like not pc we get like an early native american little <laughs> yeah yeah like voice there's thing. like a little you know, know Native american illusion there but it still wasn't terrible no. I, I go in expecting the worst with these movies sure. it's not diverse don't get me wrong no but no, no. Also... but i just like it, yeah i'm just expecting the worst just in the sense of like yeah, just like the years that it came out and just, I mean, yeah, insens- insensitivity that was at the time. So, yeah. Speaking of like his performance, I was actually happy to see Maury Amsterdam back as Cappy because I didn't think that was going to happen here. So Maury Amsterdam, he played Cappy in the original Dick Van Dyke show. And he's that like God of the Surf character again, where he has like that mask where he speaks like on the back of his head. And I thought he wasn't going to be in this movie because like, I don't know. I thought they were just like not going to show the face this time as a way to be like, oh yeah, we didn't hire him yeah, back. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. And then boom, he reveals that he's back. So great to see him. Yeah, he's, his character seemed even like sillier this time. <laughs> yes, for sure. Two more people I want to mention here. 
Uh, one of the main bodybuilders, the main one, Flex Martian. Okay. He is played by an actor named Rock Stevens, but that was a fake name. His real name is Peter Lupus, and he actually became very famous for the Mission Impossible television show. Ah. He was he was one of the agents on the show. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, you know that's a that's a show I never never saw any of the original Mission Impossible episodes. That, that's that's cool. Yeah, Mister Galaxy. Mr. Uh. Galaxy, yeah. And, and he, he was basically, he was the muscle on that show. Like, he was the agent who would kind that of makes beat sense. people. Yeah. 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 But there's, yeah, but there's, you said two more. So you said, you said, you said one already. I'm waiting for the last guy. The, the last guy you're going to mention. So let's, uh, let's bring it back to Beach Party for this guy. Because at, at Beach Party, right, like, the cameo. Do you remember who it was? Vincent Price. Right? Like a horror guy. Yeah. And, and in this, the cameo is another person who's not just known for his horror, but one of the great actors of all time. Mr. Peter Lar. Amazing. <laughs> and and how can I put it? Like, they're teasing, once again, just like the first one, and, and I'm guessing they're going to do this a lot, right? They're teasing, like, that there's, like, an unseen character, and he's supposed to be, like, the strongest character of them all. He like works with the Don Rickles character. He's like his business partner or whatever. And you see him like crushing things. Yeah, crushing like the phone during the conversation. I'm like, yeah. what's going on? This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And I know like I didn't do any research before the movie. I'm like, oh my god, it's Peter Lore. And it ended up being Peter Lore's last film. And I'm I don't know. If you're not familiar with Peter Lore, I mean, just look him up. He, yeah. Such cl- Maltese Falcon, Casablanca. Uh, just uh, tons of classic films and uh i had never seen i mean this is unfortunately he like died right after the release of this film so this is like i think one of the like the last or second to last film that he's in he he wasn't that old i think he was in his late 50s mid late 50s he just seems old because you know his kind of character what a distinct character distinct voice i think it was his last film though that's what i read which is crazy. He was actually um that you know that original Casino Royale that's like not really a Bond film. Mm-hmm. He was Lashif in that, and you could definitely see him being Lashif. Oh my god! And they well, I'm glad you brought. I didn't know that. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't know. That's just such a when I think Peter Lord, definitely the voice and just like physical presence. Um, but like his eyes, and then when I think Ooh, of yeah. Lashif. With Mads Mikkelsen, who we've obviously talked about because of another round on here. I just love that they played the same character. That's a fun, fun fact. Yeah, yeah. You you know, actually, like, now that I think about it, where I, like, another exposure to Peter Lorre, and it wasn't even him. Um, (laughs) The Brave Little Toaster. They're, like, in that, like, horror. There's, like, a horror scene, and the lamp. That's like connected to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, is like a Peter Lore sound. Oh, like. well, that's that's also yeah. If people don't know who Peter Lore is. You once you watch him in something, it will remind you of so many things because like people like Robin Williams would do mm. thing like yeah, hundred percent. Like I think he did it in Aladdin, like a Peter. Lore. I mean, he did. Yes. I, I mentioned Ed Sullivan already. That he did Ed Sullivan on there. I mean, Don Rickles was also somebody that people would imitate. Or Rod, Rodney Dangerfield was who again. Robin Williams did like oh, they're gonna know respect, you know, like th- like that whole shtick. So yeah, Peter Lore. Like I mean, I definitely also learned Peter Lore 
the lore of Peter Lore is that a new podcast? Uh, <laughs> the lore or the lore? I don't know. Anyway, but like on Animaniacs, that's a show that just oh, like, you're right, you're total, right. Total. Yeah. I mean, because you know, Spielberg produced, but that's even I, I learned about Goodfellas before. Uh, you know, I learned about sure. Hitchcock movies before, even even a lot of Spielberg movies before I saw them because of Animaniacs. So, I mean, uh, prolific actor and so i i mean we learned a long time ago because of ps i love hoffman the order on on uh, imdb isn't correct on imdb it says the last thing is the patsy i'm not gonna look up specifically like the dates so it was either like second or second to last or the last movie muscle beach party this is yes so this is the last one he filmed though That's yes yes okay okay and at but the at the end of this at the way end it says he's gonna be back and I don't know if you, I was very curious and uh, I'm not necessarily, try, I'm, I'm assuming we're maybe going to be watching another one of these maybe someday. You know, we already you know, I yeah. mentioned Bikini Beach, but I just. Why not? Yeah, but but exactly. But I, but I was really curious. And do you want to know who is playing like, I, well, at least I think will be the surprise character? Oh, no, don't spoil that no? for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's just like, okay, we'll save it for the conversation. We'll save it. Yeah, Yeah. we'll save it. It's Bikini Beach is next. And by the way, Bikini Beach comes out the same year as this one. So that's how fast they start churning these beach party movies out. Yeah. And I got to say, Muscle Beach Party, I was like, this is what you're choosing for your sequel. (laughs) This is the thing that's changing things. You're going back to the beach, but there's muscle people there. Like, what is this movie going to be about? So let's talk about what this movie is about. And Kyle, what were some of your favorite moments early on? What is this movie about? There are so (laughs) many, there are just so many like weird subplots. I mean, we mentioned before this Contessa, Uh, you know, let me just start kind of like, I'm I'm not going to go like that. They're like a subplots, B subplots, C subplots, but just with like our characters. So we got Frankie and Dee Dee coming back to the beach Frankie, did he break the fourth wall in the first movie? Because he's I don't doing think so. This he, def- he he definitely does here. Yeah, he definitely does here, and he's like not again. And so they're just like for some reason kind of on the rocks. Like she wants him to buy a house, make something of himself. I guess so. <laughs> like that's like their little uh, and young also, love. He, and he's also he he's more he's more in the wrong in this movie. He's just like kissing uh the contessa or what what was her name julie i think for sure he's kind of like developing this like player thing where like yes he loves dd yeah. but he's also like turning to the camera like aren't i a lucky guy you yeah know? exactly <laughs> i'm so perfect like tell me what's perfect about me while you rub lotion on me so it's funny like they are now credited first in that first movie it was like the professor and his assistant i think were exactly because they didn't know what the movies were gonna be yes. and then they're like oh no we're gonna make this a a Frankie and Dee Dee yes. thing, you know, and a Net and Frankie vehicle here. So you're absolutely right about that. Oh, I don't want to miss this as I go through my notes. What do you think of the animation thing, though? Like the like just the drawing or the yeah okay the, the opening credits. Yeah, the opening credits. I just I wrote like okay, so there's alien aliens, monsters, uh, muscles, music, fighting, licking women, drinking. Like it's just. And did you notice that we see it later in the film? What all of that? It's in. That piece of art is in Cappies in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. You're right, though. Now I remember it. That's crazy. You know what's funny that you mentioned that, though? I felt like the first one was more, I don't want to say raunchy, but a little bit more pushing the envelope than this one when it came to sex. 
You know I guess because I mean? the whole thing. I mean, th- I mean, it wasn't just because the anthropologist, but even like Cappy says, like you're not an anthropologist, are you? Like they started a fight the last time. I guess yeah. like they, I don't know. But yeah, there was a, a lot more sex talk in the last one. Yeah, yeah. But this one, those opening credits make it seem like this is going to be like a raunchy thing, and it's really not. Because the next scene right away is just like them. This time they have a red car, but they're like, yeah, we're going to the beach. You know, <laughs> another one of those songs. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, so they get to the beach. They're setting up. They got the whole, like, now, but they're going with people, so it's not a surprise that this bungalow is filled again, but it's, you know, girls on one side, boys on the other. But, like, two girls are ready to go over, but the boys are asleep already. It's like, ah, you win some, you lose some, or some line like that. I don't know. They were looking at the fuck. (laughs) You know what Um, it reminded me of, those these lines? Like, so much, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, right? Like, Flintstones. You know when, uh... In the Flintstones, like a dinosaur would just be a lawnmower and then start talking briefly, like for like you know, oh, to the yeah. to the camera. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's the garbage disposal. Like, oh, why me? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this movie was so cartoony in that respect, and I'm not saying that as criticism, right? But it's just interesting that I, I feel like cartoons from like the 50s to even the 80s would continue this style of comedy. No, and in this one, there's kind of allusions of some other characters. Like, you mentioned it um, from, like, the first one we met, Deadhead, and we met some other people that don't come back here. Deadhead's back, and it's the same actor. But we have a girl named Animal this time, and some other characters. <laughs> yeah. But we, I liked Animal. But we don't really... Honestly, the movie doesn't become about them. The movie kind of becomes this dual story of Frankie and Dee Dee and this Contessa who just on a boat outside you know where, where they're happened to taking their easter break yes with her assistant and she's like oh, i want fancy things <laughs> yeah that's all so like yeah so that's one of the other subplots that there's this widow contessa the fuck is that and <laughs> is now sailed uh to, off the shore of california because she saw this picture on a magazine of this very muscular guy so the guy we said before, Mr. Galaxy, and fell in love with him via the picture and has Buddy Hackett, who's like in charge of her estate, I guess, whatever, you know. Yeah, I was confused originally, like what their relationship was. But yeah, we learned that he's in charge of her estate. Also, is he gay? Not that it matters, but is he? I didn't take it as that. What would make you think that he was gay? Introducing all the guys, which um, all the muscular guys whose names are Biff, Rock, Tug, Riff, Hulk, Sulk, Clod, and Flex Mar- Martian. They cut to Buddy Hackett like after the first two names, and like his looks are just like, oh, like very you know like looks like that towards the guys. And he also makes some other comment later on in the movie. Oh, like, maybe, yeah. maybe he was gay. I, yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't know, I was going to say that was a pretty progressive, uh, you know, thing, or, you know, unless they were making fun of it, then that's not good. But, no, but um, they really weren't, but more power, more power to him if he's gay, whatever. And then you mentioned, again, we're alluding to it, it's the title, Muscle Beach Party. It's Muscle Beach Party because Don Rickles and his team of muscle men move in next door and they're like, hey, you're on our beach, we're surfing here. Like, well, we're going to be lifting weights here. It's like so ridiculous. Yeah, do- totally using Don Rickles for comedy in this movie and like physical comedy and like, you know, he's not a strong guy, but for some reason he's running this team that then we find out he's... Uh, Working for Mr. Strange Dower, Strange Door, which is yeah, the Peter, one who ends up being Peter Lore. Peter Lore, yeah. 
So yeah, he's just, I guess, training them. We don't know for anything specific, but just is training these muscly guys that have, wear pink robes except for Flex Martian. And uh, <laughs> all, all very weird. And yeah, they get into a little feud and they drag the one guy to make a you know line uh, in the sand to say, don't come onto our side and we won't come onto yours. And then... It really, it does, it's not, nothing probably would have happened from there. It would have been a peaceful summer, but because of the Contessa and she flies over on a helicopter. So that's something they had a plane in the first one. They have a helicopter in this one. She flies over and wants to meet Flex Martian. But then I guess just Frankie catches her eye later on or whatever. When he's just like sad on the beach singing. It's so silly. It feels so dumb to just talk about the plot of this movie. But you know what? I I was entertained. I was like drawn in a lot more than last time to this stupid, stupid stuff. So there's yeah. So it's stupid, but there's more. And just the fact that that I have two pages of notes versus like half a one from the last one <laughs> just goes <laughs> to great. show that there was like I don't know, just more things to write down, whether they're good or bad. But I was still you know for the most part, like, entertained by this movie. There's a lot of the surf cutaways as well. Oh my god, yes there are. (laughs) More than last time. And I'm totally, I was totally digging it, you know? Because, again, they took what the kids probably liked from the first one and just put more of it here. There's not a stuffy professor. Yeah, they're adults, but they're more related to the kids' plots, you know? We don't have... Yeah. You know, romances between the adult characters. Or no, we do, but there were kids. I don't know. The ambiguity of yeah. age in this movie is amazing. No beaver pusses to shave. Um, <laughs> no, I wrote down from the minute 707 till 853 was like our first. So we're talking almost two minutes of just like that silly surfing, like, <laughs> you know, 50-50, like, people actually surfing and the other 50 being you know them just on the boards on a sound stage and just not you know just glistening and like nothing else happening and actually i, I had a question because when they pull up on the beach there's two boards in the car i don't remember it from last time if they even had boards in the car did she ever go in the water in the last movie i don't remember i don't think so i don't think, so. I don't think this- so and this one she does, and they're like riding the surfboard together, which is very hard for two people to go. Yeah, on they're a riding surfboard. side by side, and then she steps over at one point. But there's also a lot more women when they like the. I know you said like the last time you love like the shots of them just like grabbing the board, standing up, and everything like that. All those, uh, yeah, shots of them running into the water. A lot more women swimming in this one, and I know. Gidget is before the initial beach party, but since we didn't watch that first, I'm just like, I, I kept tricking myself and being like, Gidget really had an influence on this. Oh, wait, no, they didn't do that in the <laughs> first one. But something changed between the first two that they're like, let's get more, you know, and I, it wasn't in a, uh, the only time they really like sexualize in like a shot is more like a dancing. There's one guy, one, one woman that Frankie is dancing with uh, later on in the movie when he's singing when they like, secretly record him that they do like a, they do like a butt shot uh yeah yeah and that's the other thing i was just like when they started talking this whole record uh subplot i'm like oh she's gonna discover stevie nope that didn't happen nope <laughs> like, like, how is, isn't that like a perfect like little end to that subplot like i was really hoping at the end of the movie he was gonna be like yeah i'm on the boat with her you know <laughs> just like fucking nodding his head back and forth 
That would have been great. But that didn't happen. Yeah, so that little kind of record recording subplot and the love triangle that ensues is because the Contessa falls in love with one of the bodybuilders, which is just like, whatever. And they work out a deal to give... Uh, Don Rickles and his partner his own gyms so that and like I guess they, they're selling <laughs> the team to her specifically like Mr. what's his name Mr. Galaxy or whatever and then when she sees Frankie singing she's like nope forget all that I want Frankie Avalon <laughs> yeah spoke to her and as you mentioned Dee Dee and Frankie are fighting because Dee Dee wants to get married and Frankie kind of similar to Gidget is like no I want to live on the surf, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's becoming much I don't want more possessions. of a beach bum from Gidget. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, girls don't fly. I'm like, oh, shit. He just said that. And she's like, even seagulls have to land sometimes. He's like, only when their wings break. It's like something stupid like that. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is so he talking stupid. about? It's so stupid. No, that's not true. Frankie, you idiot. <laughs> So, so there's yes, this movie these movies are stupid, arguably getting dumber, but there is a bit more substance to them though. It's weird. It's very weird. They're more focused on the story they want to tell. Yeah. Also, there's a lot more music in a sense. It's where it's like fun music. Stevie Wonder aside, the Dick Dale stuff is great. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of people credit Brian Wilson for writing a lot of the music for this film. Yeah, I think I, I read know. like he wrote like six songs or something like that. Which co- is crazy. Co- wrote six songs. They have a, a song called Surfing Woody, which Ooh. I don't know if you caught that one, but it's about like those like wooded station wagons that you put Yeah, in. yeah. Or, or you know what I mean. That's those what they, yeah, the, the wood paneled uh, wagons. Yeah, they always called that. I mean, Beach Boys would always refer to those like hop in my, hop in my woody and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Surfer's Holiday is another one. There's like a lot of great, great surfer music here. So they're leaning on the music. Yeah. They're leaning on more Frankie and Dee Dee. Mm hmm. And just that overall dancing and that overall storyline rather than like, hey, I'm a professor from the first Yeah, movie. Candy is back. She's a bigger part. She is a whole mm-hmm. she is a whole magical shtick in this movie that's uses she's weaponized in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like makes men pass out through her dancing. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. She just like through <laughs> her hips and they're shaking and uh yeah, exactly. It's very it's very mesmerizing. Off the surfboards and Buddy Hackett witnessed that early on. He's like, I do that, I do, do that now. You say your weapon. Yeah. Like, I was my horrible Buddy Hackett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. No, it wasn't good at all. Not at all. In terms of, like, the scenes that actually happen in the movie, it's probably an hour, right? Yeah, probably not, probably not even. Yeah, exactly. And a half an hour of fluff, but the fluff is actually good, fun, and entertaining. I don't really care about the muscle guys so much. There's like so many gimmicks with them that they're kind of the le- my least favorite part of the movie. Like when um Mr. Galaxy is like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. doing pull-ups on the plane. Yeah, that I wrote that down. That was like uh, a couple couple minutes of him holding on to that. It was like look at this <laughs> look at this amazing feat we're doing. And it's just like he's like and lift and the helicopter flies up in the air and they have this clearly this bar this special bar that is specifically for someone holding on to the bottom of. <laughs> and then he's like doing pull-ups. And they just focus on this. And the helicopter is just circling in the air. It's not even just like directly going back out to the boat. It's like, come on, guys. Like, is it, was it that, was that that amazing? Was that really like the amazing thing back in 1960? What do we say? Four is this now? I don't think bodybuilders were as much of a thing as they are today. So to see those specimens, like all these guys they hired were like, 
true bodybuilder competitors, obviously. And I think it was a novelty. Be like, oh my god, look at these men, you know, these like muscle men. And just like, okay. Like now I watch it, it's like, all right, you know. But <laughs> back in the day, it must have been some kind of novelty because they definitely featured them a lot. And they're all like meatheads. And they talk about wheat germ a lot, food films. <laughs> I love yeah, buddy. Buddy uh, Hackett just has like you know when he's here when they're saying all the names, he's a quad. Reaction to just like him, yeah, him and Rickles. Anytime him and Rickles are together, I'm just excited. Even though it's like not great, I'm just like ah, that's awesome. These guys are stand like I'm just I was more excited and thinking about like what was happening on set. Like, yeah, like, like them grabbing the, a drink the, that night together. The profanity that probably went on. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you fucking believe this? These fucking Italian princesses, like it just like. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, look, this movie. We talked about Stevie Wonder. We talked about the performances there. We talk about you know back at the what's it called? Uh, what is uh Mori Amsterdam's place called again? Cappies. 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 Oh. Were you a little upset that apparently this is the only beach party film that doesn't feature one of your favorites? Yeah. Eric Von Zipper? Yes, supposedly I did read that, that this is the only one that doesn't feature him. So that's, but that's just like a very, you know, this also, like movies and this like remind me of, like then it gets into like police academy territories. And, yeah. You know, they always yeah. have like, they've got a, a sergeant that's an asshole in the first one that he's not in the second one, but then they bring him back and like, it's just stuff like that. So, you know, you know, that's a really, really good point, right? Like, is this the foundation for modern teen film? Sure. There's a lot of that here, but you still get a lot of like police Academy kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that just happens at any, any, I mean, any time that there's just then that many entries into, uh, movies and like low budget and then comedy like i mean you know it's just you're gonna have repeat jokes or just like maybe not even necessarily repeat but there's the same characters that are just like knockoff brand and that kind of stuff but i, I <laughs> you know they definitely they, i mean i don't know by having buddy hackett and uh don rickles and then bringing i mean you know they didn't know at the time but stevie wonder like three excellent additions to the movie and then and peter lore as well of course Sucks that he couldn't be there for the for the next one. I think the next one's Bikini Beach. Wanted to bring up too because I think I mentioned her name on Gidget, but Rosemarie Reed designed all the swimsuits in this movie, all the women's swimsuits, and of course she was the one who designed them on Gidget. But Kyle, a movie you mentioned last week, Where the Boys Are, she also designed the swimsuits on that film as well. Wow! So a uh, very famous uh, swimsuit designer, especially again of that era and iconic today. For sure. I mean, I had that in my notes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading my notes. In terms of the music, which I really liked, how they try to shoehorn in the muscle thing so many times, especially when they have that song. Uh, there's like a woman singing with uh, Dick Dale. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like the muscle dance or whatever. Like, <laughs> Muscle. Yeah, and they're all it's wearing the... big shirts, like two people inside of one. It's weird. Yeah, and they're like, 
I forgot what they say, like the dance moves are. If I could find a clip, I'll play it here. But just like, you know, and they're like, you flex and you do something. Like it has nothing to do with what's going on. They're like, oh, they're making fun of us. Yeah. You know? like... <laughs> <laughs> Muscle Beach Party. That might be the name of the song. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, pro- I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, they're saying surfs up a lot more in this movie. I feel like that's Sur- like surfs up, surfs up. Like that's like gets them out of certain situations. Yeah, there was like one of the bigger moments uh later on in the movie when uh um when she goes in or when she tells mr galaxy like that you know she's not interest interested in him and i think it's after frankie sings inside and they come and they literally like i think uh god why am i blanking on his name that he gets the spinoff movie but then frankie avalon plays oh deadhead yeah like deadhead comes in he's like surfs up and then just like everyone runs out and then nothing is, like, solved. And, like, also at that point, Frankie and Dee Dee kind of made up. But then the next scene is Frankie with a Contessa. And she's like, oh, you have to come with me and I will take you. And, like, <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on? I, I don't know, but I love it. Uh, yeah, and that's, like, I forgot that I was trying to explain that part. That the Contessa essentially wants Frankie and she offers him a record deal. And he's all in and he's breaking up with uh dd until buddy hackett sees that like you know he really loves dd and pulls the plug by telling frankie essentially that he's like hey you're gonna just be an accessory to her you're not gonna be your own man yeah. and i was like i would take that deal being on that boat with a rich contestant <laughs> <laughs> yeah dd's just being a sweetheart still singing songs about how like a girl needs a boy and a boy needs a girl and she's like i just want him to be happy in the end of the day so if that means with the contessa i understand i'm like oh my god you angel why are you being this good <laughs> yeah um, she's great I- i'm team Dee more than team frankie i'll put it that way oh yeah me too. Before we get to our, our big ending, if you will, one other note I had on the production that I wanted to share. There's a lot of smoking in this. So uh, you see Frankie Avalon smoke a yeah, bunch of times. And yeah. a lot of teenagers smoked. So I wanted to look that up because it reminded me of uh, a film I think you and I both enjoy, uh, Jason Reitman, um, Thank You for Smoking, right? Like where uh, there's that scene where Rob Lowe and Aaron Eckhart are talking about like in Hollywood how everyone used to smoke and that's like, how cool it was and that's mm-hmm. that they wanted to get people to smoke and they would put that into movies this is one of the last movies to feature teenagers smoking oh. if not the last the, the famous surgeon general's report on smoking which was the first time like it told people hey smoking's bad came out in 1964 okay while this movie was filming so they wouldn't feature any i mean we'll, we'll check and see if we watch some more of these beach party movies but apparently from what i read no teenager will smoke again in any of these movies. So I just thought it was interesting, right? Like, because Frankie's, like, singing, and then he just whips out a cigarette. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even today, you don't really see that. Unless they're, like, trying to focus on, like, a teenager being bad or something, right? And yeah, your hero or if it's a period piece, obviously. Period piece, yeah. But your hero doesn't usually pull out a cigarette. <laughs> no, it's pretty, yeah, pretty crazy to, to think of, you know, but... Yeah, like I, I mean, I definitely did notice that in the moment, but yeah, it's just crazy to think about. I'm looking at my notes too. Little specific moments, just like some of my favorite moments. Um, at one point, the Contessa is just—it's earlier on in the movie, and she's like saying something to Buddy Hackett, and then just like breaks into like Italian and just like da 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 da, and, and like his, his, it's a great reaction. He's like, 
Oh, you like it, huh? Like, it's <laughs> like a perfect... <laughs> perfect like you know quick answer to her long italian going on uh we get like an animated cupid in this movie a little extra animation going on when uh don rickles calls up uh mr again strange dower peter lore's character there's some weird and referred to as igor in it like we're getting magical Mm -hmm. and like some weird like creature that like answers the phone for uh yeah peter lore's character a lot of weird stuff in this a lot of weird yeah it's getting weirder and it's getting sillier you can tell like i think it's at a good good point of like balance between silliness and and fun and story i can tell eight movies in this is gonna get really dumb yeah 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 like i mean one of my notes i put another minute plus of candy dancing but they have that like we said that whole subplot and just like is becomes very um uh bewitched kind of territory the freezing and everything like that um <laughs> and then i put i put oh yeah that proper guy that's what i referred to him as i think his name is theodore we're introduced to him early on the movie i don't understand the role of his character but he's like with the contessa and with buddy hackett and he's the one that's like Early on, he, he's on the beach with the raft and shining the flashlight. He's like an accountant or something? Yeah, it's just a totally useless character that, like, it just should have been Buddy Hackett on land. I don't even, there didn't need to be anyone on land. Actually, fuck me for trying to give that a reason. All it needed to be was just, like, this boat comes up and they're like, yes, we finally found it. There are the muscle-bound guys, you know, and whatever. <laughs> it's really... Really silly stuff, but yeah, he just he disappears and then pops up later in the movie. All of those, oh, all of those, yeah, he gets this. You know, they record him secretly, and then all of a sudden, like the next scene or two scenes later, there's all of those boxes with the singles on the beach. I'm like, why are those? <laughs> why are those there? And they all break them. And why? Why? So why are his friends mad at him? I thought all of a sudden they were going to be like, wow, you're really fucking over Didi and like making him realize. No, no they, they were angry because he was a sellout. Okay, a sellout. And there's this whole thing of catching the big wave in this movie. And I mean, four, that's not that crazy. 40 that's foot, all... No, I know, no, I know. But like catching this 40 foot wave and like it's kind of like a metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say it's deep as a metaphor, but it's definitely, you know, we get a lot of the surf lingo like that, you know, catch a wave, man. We do get this big ending, another fight ending, which is amazing, uh-huh. at Cappy's, where, and this is a real fight. Last time there was pies being thrown, this is a brawl, and it's long, this brawl. Yeah. Who are our sides at this point, right? Like, the muscle people don't understand that the Contessa has made peace with Frankie and Dee Dee, right? Like, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on at this point. But it's like it's a serious problem. People are being thrown through walls and stuff. What do you think of this fight at the end? Yeah, Don Rickles is calling for war. I guess he thinks he's getting screwed over out of this franchise he's being promised. This, like, gym franchise. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the whole thing. And, and, and also, and also uh, uh, Mr. Galaxy's feelings have been hurt, I guess. You know, that's, he's like, you made him sad. The fight, I don't know who wins the fight. It really doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter. I mean, like you said, it's not pies this time. They're like throwing fists and uh, there's a uh, a wind vane that Dee Dee is hitting people with and then there's just like it's just, this fight is way too long. There's like this one woman that they cut to punching one of the muscle guys in the stomach the same shot five times. 
like during this fight of just like it's like thud thud while she's like punching or whatever. <laughs> I'm like why why are they like why does this fight need to be so long? Uh, so yeah, just a really silly fight. Uh, Don Rickles is just like like squeeze their head, like juice their heads or something like that. He's yelling really weird things, and then, <laughs> and then Cap- Cappy eventually like is he's hiding up in the ceilings because he's has PTSD from the first fight. And, like, the place was ruined. You know, we don't know where Vincent Price is anymore. He probably died of depression or something. Well, apparently this is a different place. That's what I was reading in the yeah. that the, yeah, This counts as a completely different place. Look, I don't even remember what the ending of this movie was. It's happily ever after. The Contessa goes away. Oh, she kisses Buddy Hackett, so maybe she's into him now. I don't know. I, I don't think so, but I don't know. There's, like, one of those looks like, oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what happens to the muscle people? They just leave? Well, well Peter Lore shows up. Yeah, but what is he just? I don't get it. Like, yeah, he's just like kind of. Well, that's the weirdest thing. So then he grabs Mister Galaxy by the ear, and Mister Galaxy repeats multiple times, "Please, Papa, don't spank me. Please, Papa, don't spank me." Well, yeah, that's so weird. That like apparently he's a child, Mister Galaxy. I have no idea, but it's weird <laughs> as fuck. But yeah, Peter Lore shows up, and he's like, "Yes, like." I am technically the strongest person in the world. (laughs) What the fuck? This is a nutty ending. But you know what? I'm having fun. I'm having fun while doing it. And guess what? Frankie and Dee Dee are together again. And even though he doesn't tell her he loves her like he did in the previous movie, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Kind of return to the status quo rather than like they're getting married, right? Yeah, exactly. And then the movie even says this is not the end at the end. They're just like, yep, they know because they're like, as you said before, there's a second one or the third one uh, comes out in the same year. So they're already making it. They're probably just on back to back, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's our ending. And honestly, it's one of these things where you you watch and if you're watching for plot, you're not going to have fun. But if you're just watching to have fun, well, yeah, then you're going to have fun. This is a fun movie. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention in terms of uh, production stuff that I thought was cool that I just kind of dug up while we were talking here. One of the producers of the film, or I guess he was a marketing exec, remember this is American International Pictures who did the Beach Party movies, and one of the executives was Milton Moritz. His son, M- Neil Moritz, is one of the lead producers on the Fast and Furious franchise. So, connection there. Wow. Fast connection. To Too Fast, Too Forever, our sister podcast. Um, And he actually has a great quote in this article in The Hollywood Reporter that I'm reading now about Muscle Beach Party. So the funniest thing was our biggest audience was kids in the Midwest who had never seen the ocean. But that checks out, right? Like, you're giving them a little postcard of what it's like to live in California. I bet you California kids would go see this movie and they're like... That's not what it's like. You know, we're, <laughs> we're just smoking weed on the beach. We're not freaking having dance parties like that. Maybe they were. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I really like that line. The other thing, though, I wanted to point out that I read in this article is, somewhat ironically, the Hollywood Reporter doesn't apologize, but they, they say, ah, I'll just quote the article. There was also a musical performer that the Hollywood Reporter at the time referred to as the young Negro singer Stevie Wonder. Ah. And again, that's not the movie doing it, but Jesus Christ. At least they're calling themselves out. And he was actually 13 when they filmed it. It was 14 when they came out. Isn't that crazy? Absolutely crazy. Cause 13. Just, I mean, yeah, that talent at 13 and that motherfucker doesn't look 13 years old. No, no. <laughs> 
But I really looked the article up because I know I've never been to Venice Beach, but I know on Venice Beach, or I think it's Venice Beach, there's actually a muscle beach. Muscle Beach, yeah, yeah. Have you been there? I've passed by it, yeah. I've only been to I've only been to that you know, to L.A. once and uh, yeah, just like you know, kind of you know, walked through there and that's it's just very cliche, but you know, muscly guys, much and and women were working out and just bunch of uh, rollerblading going on and yeah, that's just. <laughs> so American International Pictures, their headquarters was like a couple blocks away from uh muscle beach and they actually got inspired by the real muscle beach so wanted to mention that because i'm curious because i'd heard of it okay we're not on muscle beach here no they shot in no. topanga not from what we topanga <laughs> underpants <laughs> but yeah so there is the connection with muscle beach there i really don't know what else to say about this movie kyle i think we've just like had word vomit in terms of all the fun stuff we enjoyed yeah we had a good time it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to explain. Just watch Muscle Beach Party. Yeah, you get four excellent. The biggest takeaway is Buddy Hackett, Don Rickles, Stevie Wonder, Peter Lore. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, Frankie's back. Annette's back. So enjoy that, too. Dick Dale. <laughs> okay, let's go to our awards then. Uh, who was this Dale. Movie? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> who was this movie made for? Uh, I mean, you just read it. The kids in the Midwest that need to, they're landlocked. Spoiled that one, but you're so right. <laughs> Most likely to succeed at the end of Muscle Beach Party. Who wins the movie? Ah, uh, who wins the movie? Um, I don't know, because Frankie and Dee Dee are, like you said, kind of at like status quo again. Yeah, I don't think they're better or worse. Yeah, they're not better the or worse. They're the same. Um, I don't know. I guess the Contessa. I don't know, right? Or I mean, I love Stevie Wonder, but it's like he was just on stage. We didn't get like any kind of plot for him. Like it would have been like if he, you know, like they heard him and went like, "Yeah, get this man a record deal." Well, maybe you can save that for another award. Yes, but, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> who won the movie? It's really hard to say. I don't think it was Frankie. You know what? I'm gonna say it was Dee Dee, only in a sense that you know Frankie came back to her, and they're a couple again. I don't think it's a big win, though. I think it's just like a little win, you know, because she's not getting married like she wants to. But yeah, and she didn't she really didn't have any like in the first one. She had the whole thing going on, like that love interest with the professor. And like she really didn't do anything wrong in this movie, per se, besides put, I guess, some like stupid pressure on Frankie. Yeah, so you know what? We'll just give her this award because she was a good person. <laughs> All right, Wooderson Award. Is there a character here you would have liked to have seen more of? Yeah, I'll give that to Stevie. Little Stevie Wonder. I'm with you there. I think, again, he was awesome. I'm not just saying that. I think it was one of the highlight, if not the highlight of the movie. Yeah, like in a sense, I was almost going to say him for winning the movie just in the sense of like, as far as the movie goes, like me watching it as a viewer, like if I watched it back then and I, that's how I found about Stevie Wonder, I've been like, thank you so much, Muscle Beach. <laughs> okay, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose mission would make the film better? Whether it be a dated portrayal of someone or anything really? I don't really know. Um, I mean, yeah, just like all of those muscle guys are really silly. Like, but it's not out of like a, being offensive or anything like that. Uh, 
No, it's just honestly the most useless part of the film. Well, but then we wouldn't get Don Rickles, so I don't know. That's a tough one here. Let's just let's just give it to the Hollywood Reporter for <laughs> that characterization of little Stevie Wonder. Cameron Fry Award. Did anyone look too old to be a teenager? I don't think those muscle guys are necessarily supposed to be no. teenagers, right? So um... no. Look, I'll say it. This is movie number two, and Frankie's starting to push it with the teenager looking. You know, yeah. There are other people as well. If if Deadhead is also a teenager, that's yeah. fucked up. No, exactly. You know, yeah. so I'll say Deadhead, but I can see if we watch more of these films, us being like, "All right, Frankie, you're not a teenager anymore." Yeah, and I didn't realize. Um, I looked it up because then just like her, the way uh, Annette was singing, she she's in Babes in Toyland. Which oh yeah, which I had a major crush on her when I was little. From that, I forgot she was in that. She just doesn't. Cool. I think she kind of has red hair in that movie. They like made her look like less Italian, which I'm not saying <laughs> made her more attractive, but I'm just saying just made me think of her as a different person. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. As like Mary, Mary, quite contrary or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, sorry. I just, in my head, finished it like uh, Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Imagine Andrew Dice Clay in a beach party movie. What's in the bowl, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that sand going? A lot of sandy clams. Oh, God. God. Different generation. Yeah. Don Rickles and Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to give you that old red pen. I'm going to give you the Manila report card. We're going to grade this movie. On an A plus to F scale. And it's enjoyability. Because I'll tell you, critics, well, here goes. Rotten Tomatoes, there's no score. Not enough critics voted. 40% by the audience. Not a lot of audience there. Huh. And then Letterboxd, not a, you know, I'm sure you're not surprised that they weren't big fans of it. Because they're more into film than movies. This is a movie. This is not a film. Yeah. <laughs> 2.7 out of 5 there, but whatever. We're throwing that away. A plus to F scale, Kyle. What will you grade Muscle Beach Party? I'll give it a B. I forgot what we gave Beach Party, but I'm with you, Kyle. Like It's definitely better than the original Beach Party. I'll give it a B as well, but if we gave Beach Party a B, then it's a B plus. You know yeah, no, I think so. I think we gave Beach Party a a grade we might have given it a b but then we watched gidget mm. and we made it a b minus for beach party and gidget a b or maybe gidget was a b plus i don't remember we, we've had way way too many my ties here on Sunday yeah exactly USA. let's just put it this way they should in my opinion it's still like at this point it goes gidget the best then this then beach party so in my head if i'm giving gidget a b plus and this is a b and Beach Party is a B minus, or if then Gidget, I gave it a B, then this is a B minus, and Beach Party is a C plus. I'm with you on that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So far, that's our beach movie rankings. <laughs> this should be fun. What's your Muscle Beach Party sleeping bag look like? <laughs> um, oh boy, I was really trying to think of something fun for this, and nothing was particularly... Mm. I messed up. I messed up. I forgot. We're doing beach towels not that it changes anything oh, but okay what does your muscle beach party beach towel look like <laughs> yeah so i was I was, tr- I was trying to think of something good from this i mean like you know sometimes i'm getting stuck and i'm like i, I pigeonhole myself i'm like what would it be if i was like in the movie but no my inspiration for a beach towel from this movie is like 
Buddy Hackett and Don Rickles, just like fucking com- comedian, <laughs> just fucking working man faces on a beach towel. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. It's it's the uh, Buddy Hackett next to Scuttle and Don Rickles next to Mr. <laughs> Potato Head. <laughs> Disney Hall of Famers in my mind. Yeah. Jeez, what would mine be? This is a tough one. This is a really tough one because like there's so many obvious things. No, I've already picked the swimsuits. I've already picked the surfboards. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of an obvious one that I, just because I'm thinking of like shaking out a towel to get the sand off would be a candy one. The character oh, like candy. the frills. Yeah, like some frills. On, All right, some I'm, frills on the side of the towel. I'm taking that okay. one. Okay, a frilly, frilly towel. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, you and I, we're taking a trip down the road. Maybe we're a little tipsy. Who knows? But we're going to that last blockbuster, not the one in Oregon, but the one that exists here on San Emilio Island, on Anchor Ave, a couple blocks away. We're stumbling in. We know we're renting Muscle Beach Party. We get to the front counter. There's a sign, and that sign reads, For San Emilio Summer Residents Only, rent two movies, get one free. I hold our place in line. I say, Kyle, go to the back. Run and get two other movies that we're going to watch on our Muscle Beach Party triple feature this evening. What are the two other movies? All right, these are these are different, but we've mentioned one a few times already. I'm I'm getting a Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, I want Buddy Hackett, and I want it's a beach movie, so it feels appropriate. Think I'm a Jake. <laughs> what? That's a what's a Macaulay? That's what he keeps saying. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> I just didn't like hear what you exactly said before. He's like, yeah, got the fork or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Little Mermaid. And then are you, are you going Toy Story? Or are we gonna no, do- no, no, no. I'm going Pumping Iron, the documentary. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pumping Iron. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Lou Ferrigno. Love it. Yeah. I don't know. Just like, you know, Muscle Beach Party. Gotta get some more muscles in there. <laughs> you know who looks like he's pumping iron? And it's Little Mermaid related? King Triton, her dad. Woo, that guy's jacked. Oh yeah, and that's voiced by then I like because of uh, Buddy Hackett. You know, that you know who voices that? The um, no, I have no idea. Um, Kenneth Mars. Do you know that name? Sounds familiar, but I don't think so. Okay, so from growing up, he was on Malcolm in the Middle, and he's like with Cloris Leachman, the German ranch owners. But then he's in like Young Frankenstein as like the guy that doesn't have one arm. That's like. Oh, he talks with a German accent, like very. You know, he's got the monocle. It's like that's King Triton. I that's the voice of that. King Triton. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's in. He's in Where Back, a dinosaur story. We love talking about Where Back. He's Professor Screw Eyes. Oh, that's who. That's that's who plays. Uh, we were talking about that recently. Yeah, we're like, who plays that voice, and we couldn't figure. Yeah, because we were like, is it Christopher Lloyd? But that's kind of ours. Yeah. Let, let's take a little side note. What a weird voice cast of that. Like John Goodman. Is the T Rex right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see who else is. Fam- Walter Cronkite is yeah. Captain New Eyes. Jay Leno is Vorb, the alien that works with Captain New Eyes. I didn't know that. Wait, who is it? Jay- oh yeah, Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. Yeah, he's a good flight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking flying to the air. I got plenty of fucking cars. I got a spaceship. Three other people I'll mention. Rhea Perlman plays uh, Buster's mom. Okay, Buster, a bird who's running away from home. Okay, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, she's a bird. Martin Short is Stubbs the Clown. So good. Oh, my and God. So I love Stubbs that. in that. And then Julia Child is the worker at the museum. 
That's so random. Food for food to fail. That's so good. That's excellent. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. King Triton, we're back in Dinosaur Story. We've gone on tangents today, but that's what beach party movies do for you, especially Muscle Beach Party today. Thanks again, Kyle, for, well, spending the summer with me, but watching a movie, finally, you know, bring it together, watching another film. I know it's been a little bit of a lost summer for you, as there have been no Foodie Films episodes, but you've, you know, been able to muster up the courage to watch some films and continue to talk <laughs> with me. <laughs> so, so thanks so much. We'll be back with some other beach films maybe we'll do another beach party movie i know we're going to do some modern beach films as well but kyle anything you want to plug or say before we uh skedaddle um we definitely should cover bikini beach because i did a little research into it and there's some good reasons that we need to watch bikini beach (laughs) for some repeat characters and for and it's not a spoiler, I mean, in the sense that, like, because Peter Lord did die. So he was supposed to return. They even have it at the end of the movie. But then he died, like, four days after the release. So I guess they didn't take that off the tag at the end of the movie. <laughs> Guys, check out uh, Beyond the Plate Food Tours, a food tour company I'm working for in Jersey City. They also do food tours in Red Bank and Somerville, New Jersey. So if you book a tour, I will book it over from San Emilio and get back to Jersey City to show you around. Nice, nice. Can't wait. So thanks so much, Kyle. Why don't you go whip up a drink and I'll take care of some other business with the slumbers. Sound good? Sounds good. God, it's been such a fun summer. Thank you, Kyle, as always. He's making a drink for me in the kitchen right now. Appreciate him, and I hope you guys appreciate, or at least enjoy, I should say, the Beach Party movies we're covering this summer. It's been so fun talking these movies, because they're just like, you know, the essence of all other high school movies. They're so influential in this genre. We had to cover them. And to do it in the summer, it just makes so much sense. And if you're not enjoying it, well then, skip Monday's episode. Because as Kyle alluded to, we're continuing this. We're going to do the next one in the series, Bikini Beach. Summer's here, it's a holiday. School is out, now it's time to play. Just get the school books out of reach. We're going to go to Bikini Beach. That's it. That's right. Everybody's going to Bikini Beach to have fun in the sun with that musical beach party gang. Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, Martha Heyer, Harvey Lembeck, Don Rickles, and special guest star Keenan Wynn. I am determined to prove that you young people are borderline cases leaning toward feeble-mindedness with an abnormal preoccupation with sex. Bikini Beach, Serpent Monkey Shines versus The Call of Love. Every time we kiss now, 
fashion trailers are great i could listen to them forever and hopefully you'll listen to our episode on monday once again kyle will be back here in san emilio island i hope he shows up from his weekend romps he will i believe in him i think anyway (laughs) one more thing guys before i let you go life moves pretty fast and if you don't stop to look around once in a while You could miss it. Later, dudes. Mahalo. Have a great summer. Hang ten. And here, once again, is the eighth wonder of the world. Little Stevie Wonder.